Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Most episodes of the podcast also feature segments with the world's most prolific author on entrepreneurship, the author of Profit First, The Pumpkin Plan, Surge, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, Clockwork, and his newest book, Fix This Next, Mike Michalowicz. On today's episode, we finish the start phase of implementation with step number four of your profit-first implementation. You are going to now determine your allocation rhythm and schedule your first allocation day. Woohoo! We are continuing to build your profit habit as you transform your business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. Additionally, we have a Profit First Nation inspiration interview with Mr. Rob Hughes. Rob implemented Profit First about a year ago, and he has had tremendous results and is going to share with us what he's experienced in his Profit First implementation and transformation journey. The great news is that you are on step number four today, determining your allocation rhythm and scheduling your first allocation day is probably the easiest step. But this step is only valid if you have completed the prior three steps. Step number one, get your butt to the bank to open your core accounts of income, profit, owner's pay, and operating expense. Step number two, start allocating 1% to profit with each income deposit. You start to build your profit muscle with this step, and it should start to prove to you that you can take baby steps to improve your profitability. The proof is in taking action with each step. Step number three was hauling your ass to an inconvenient bank to open your profit hold and tax hold accounts. And here we are today at step number four, determining your allocation rhythm and scheduling your first allocation day. Now let's dive into step number four of your implementation, 
determining your allocation rhythm, and scheduling your first allocation day. So let's talk allocations. Take it away, Mike. When it comes to allocations in the book, Profit First, I suggested a bi-weekly. In fact, I specify specific days, the 10th and 25th, which actually, now I think about it, it's not bi-weekly, that's semi-monthly. Don't get lost in the technicalities. The goal here is to set up a rhythm of doing allocations. So money flows in and accumulates in your income account. And then on this periodic basis, we take the cumulative money in the income account and allocate it to the different accounts. Why we do this is we want to see what I call the wave patterns of money accumulating in the income account and then being allocated out. And by doing what we normally do, we log into our bank to see where our balance is, you see what money's available uh, in your income account at these allocation times. So you start seeing the rhythm saying, oh, normally we expect $5,000 in that account every two weeks or whatever it is. And then when you see an anomaly experience, oh, it's 10,000, you'll trigger you to ask why. You know, why do we have more than we typically do? And, uh, and when you do experience that, reach out to your professional to get their guidance and say, oh, you had an anomaly event here, better collections or whatever. There's things you may want to amplify and replicate. Conversely, you'll see times where there's less money than anticipated. It's not 5,000, it's only 1,000. But what went wrong here? Why aren't we achieving our expectation? Is it a seasonality type thing? Or is there an inability to collect? But every time something unexpected happens, it triggers a call to action to investigate. That's the intention of a cash flow statement. So your bank account now has become the most simplified version of a cash flow statement. But this will only happen if we're in a periodic rhythm, checking in bi-weekly, semi-monthly, or weekly, whatever the rhythm is you choose, to set an expectation. Now, our own office here, we've actually converted over to weekly. So we do it every Friday. The allocations occur, and I look at the income account, I see what the balance is, I have a certain expected number, and if it's different than that, with you know, there's some variability that happens every week, but if there's extraordinary variability, that raises a red flag, and uh, it's a call to action. And the, um, the, the reason in the book I teach the 10th and 25th rule is when you allocate money on those particular days, those are the same days that we also fund all the accounts, including OPEX. So when money goes into your OPEX account on the 10th, that also empowers you to pay your bills on the 10th, and many bills are due by the 15th. So when you pay bills on the 10th, after the allocation, they arrive by their due date. When you repeat this process again on the 25th, uh, and the OPEX account is funded and you pay your bills, well, those arrive by the end of the month when the other half of bills are due. So it gets you into a rhythm of paying your vendors on time, which I believe is necessary. It's appropriate. We need to respect our vendors. They're providing value to us. We need to pay them on time within our parameters. Just like we're a vendor to our clients, we deserve to be paid on time. So it's a good rhythm paying your clients on time. But the biggest benefit is that we see these wave patterns of money flowing to income account, setting expectation for the height of that wave, allocating it out and repeating. Just determine what the frequency is that's best for you. It could be weekly. It could be, um, you know, less frequently, biweekly, monthly. Um, But one thing it surely is not is ad hoc. I have to say, my favorite day of the week, the day I look most forward to, is not Friday. It's our allocation day. Seriously, it is great fun because Profit First as a cash management system 
is working for us. And as an entrepreneur, isn't it nice when something is working like it's supposed to be? In our businesses, we actually allocate based on our payroll schedules. We pay biweekly on Fridays, so we do our allocations on the Wednesday prior to a Friday pay date. This means we do 26 allocations per year to coincide with the 26 pay dates. Additionally, we have alternating payrolls across our entities. So every week I'm doing an allocation for at least one of our companies on a Wednesday. For example, this week is Supply Patriots payroll week. So on Wednesday, I do Supply Patriots allocation calculations. Next week is Patriot RN's payroll week. So next week on Wednesday, I will do Patriot RN's allocation calculations and we will do the sweeps from the income account to profit, owner's pay, tax, payroll, we have a payroll account, and OPEX. Since this week is Supply Patriots Allocation Week, let me walk you through it. I have an in-house accounting department and I have access to our accounting software and I am proficient at running reports and doing research in the systems. But I do not post transactions or complete transfers. My accounting department handles that. What I do do, however, is track our income number and how it is growing each day between allocation days. During our daily huddle at 8.50 a.m., I get reports from our accounting department and our contracts department during the huddle. The accounting department reports how many checks we received the day prior and how much we deposited the day prior. Additionally, the accounting department hands me a daily report from our system that shows me the sales by day for the current month and the prior 11 months. We have further augmented this standard system report by stamping the bottom with a custom ink pad stamp that we created where the accounting department fills in the additional metrics of accounts receivable balance, day prior income balance, number of checks received, number of checks deposited. When you apply your current allocation percentages and figure your allocations based on your current income balance, there will be days that you will not allocate enough to OPEX to cover your bills due, or worse, not have enough to pay your employees. This is the cold, hard truth about your business. You cannot simply just manipulate the numbers and jack the allocation percentages to make payroll. You have to reverse engineer to get to the problem as to why you are coming up short. As Mike mentioned earlier, is it because your collections are off? I will share with you, in the early days of having implemented Profit First and knowing what our target income balance needed to be in order to cover payroll at the current allocation percentage, we definitely would be making collection calls the Thursday and Friday prior to our upcoming Wednesday allocation day. What doesn't work is jacking with your percentages. That is a common profit first-ish play, but tragically, it is an ill-advised move. 
There's actually a PDF resource on our website that is titled Bonus Lesson for Episode 23 that illustrates with numbers how and why you have to keep your percentages consistent over the course of the quarter because Profit First is a percentage-based system. The key word about leveraging Profit First as a cash management system for your business is that it is a system. And another benefit of seeing the business in this rhythmic fashion is that in our businesses, we have said bye-bye to clients who did not respect our payment terms. We joke when clients are unresponsive to our requests for updates on payment status when their accounts have fallen into arrears. Yes, I said arrears, that's fancy for overdue or past due. And I don't know why I have the children's literature heroine Fancy Nancy on my brain, but I am a preschool consultant. Well, when these customers had their head buried in the sand and would not return our phone calls or email requests, we often joke that their company totally needs profit first if they can't pay their bills. You only have so much capacity in your business at the present time. So do not give up that precious capacity to someone who is painfully slow paying. Say goodbye to that client. They make the no bueno client list in our company, and we do not accept new projects from no bueno clients. When your client base pays you per your terms, you have predictable income that will help you better manage your cash. When your income is unpredictable, that is when business owners tend to panic and rob Peter to pay Paul or move the money from the back pocket to the front pocket. When you are in this cover it mode, you are operating check to check and not addressing the problem. Even if you have a seasonal business, your income should be predictable. I'm on Fancy Nancy. Let's take preschools, for example. My preschool clients know their income goes down in the summer because many families take the summers off from preschool. We plan and account for this with a drip account that helps cover the expenses when income is predicted to be down because it's summer. Your profit-first rhythm and allocation schedule will help you predict and plan your cash management. I have a target income balance for each allocation day for each company, and I have also derived a formula that I can use to forecast our future income balance on upcoming allocation days based off of our accounts receivables aging report. But let me tell you, the secret, my entrepreneurial friends, I don't need that formula anymore because we have more than enough in our income account every allocation day. To a certain degree, this is the secret to making profit first easy peasy. Let me plant these magic seeds in your brain now. The secret to having enough income in your income account to more than cover what you need in your allocation accounts of profit owner's pay, tax, and operating expenses is to increase your margin so you are bringing in more income. And of course, you have to decrease expenses. Let me repeat the secret. The secret to having enough income in your income account to more than cover what you need 
in your allocation accounts on your designated allocation day is to increase your margin. So you are bringing in more income. And of course, you have to decrease expenses. Every dollar saved in expenses means that when the next quarter comes, you are already ready to adjust your operating expenses allocation percentage down. And therefore, you are also primed to then increase one or more of your profit, owner's pay, or tax accounts up according to your profit first rollout plan. Now, we're not at the rollout plan step number seven yet, but you see where we are going in terms of your implementation. By implementing profit first and trusting the system, I have leveraged the system to tell me what I needed to do to permanently fix the businesses. So when determining your allocation day and your rhythm, here are some of the most common options. Option number one is the one from the book, allocate on the 10th and 25th. This means you have money to pay bills due on the 15th and the last day of the month when bills are commonly due. And that money is already in your operating expense account because you moved it there on your allocation day of the 10th and 25th. When you allocate on the 10th and 25th, you have 24 allocation days per year. Option number two is to allocate according to your payroll schedule. If you pay bi-weekly or weekly, just make sure that the designated allocation day is religiously on the same day. For us, we pay bi-weekly. So our allocation days are bi-weekly on the Wednesday prior to a Friday payday. Since we allocate bi-weekly, we have 26 allocation days per year. Option number three is to allocate monthly. Once a month works well for a side hustle business and businesses without employees or payroll obligations. Option number four is an option for realtors and other large commission-based or project-based retainer work. And that is do your allocations with each deposit to your income account. For example, a typical realtor averages nine closings per year. So they are getting paid nine times per year on average. For a realtor, it would be ridiculous to allocate on the 10th and 25th because that's 24 allocations and they will only have money in their income account on nine of those 24 allocation days. Now, while we are not quite at step number seven, when you determine your starting allocation percentages as part of completing step number seven, your profit first rollout plan, I want to provide you with a preview of where you are going and how easy it is to do your allocations. We have a couple of examples of allocation calculators under the resource section of our website, profitfirstnation.com. In the allocation calculator, you will enter your income balance on your designated allocation day, and then you will see what your allocations are by dollar that you will transfer from income to each of your allocation accounts. Your current allocation percentages should already be entered and saved in the allocation calculator. 
You literally open the allocation calculator on your designated allocation day, enter your income balance, and boom, your allocations are calculated. You can then use the worksheet as a checklist to make sure the allocations are completed and the bank transfers are done, things are posted into your accounting system. I send my completed allocation calculator worksheet to our accounting department on allocation day after I have entered the income balance into the allocation calculator and then my accounting department handles the bank transfers and postings in our accounting system. We have a couple of options for allocation calculators under the resources section of our website, ProfitFirstNation.com. And we also have a video that walks you through each option so you can determine which is the best version to use for your company. Yes, once you get through the three phases and corresponding four steps to each phase, doing profit first, allocating to your profit, owner's pay, tax, and operating expense accounts on your designated allocation day is this easy. It's this simple. Best news? Say it right now, out loud, in your car, or on the treadmill while you are listening to this. Complete step number four by determining what your allocation rhythm is going to be. Are you going to go by the the literal book and do it on the 10th and 25th? Are you going to follow your payroll schedule and do your allocation on the couple of days prior to your pay date? Or are you going to do your allocations once per month on the first of the month? Or are you going to go realtor style because your clients pay you in big chunks of money a handful of times per year? Pick your rhythm right now and say it out loud. You don't need to overthink this. Just go with what your gut says. And now let's target your first allocation day. So if you picked a monthly schedule and you're going to allocate on the first of every month, then schedule your first allocation for the first day of the upcoming month. From now until your scheduled first allocation day, just let the money accumulate in your income account. Just let that income balance grow day by day until your designated allocation day of the first first day of the upcoming month, or whatever you've determined as your starting point for your first formal allocation day. And you are off to the races, my friends, and have completed step number four. You're a third of the way there in your implementation. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Robert Hughes, a certified story brand guide. Rob's passion is in helping small businesses accelerate growth. Since 2011, Rob has coached hundreds of business owners and entrepreneurs from over 30 states, giving them the direction and confidence to take their business to the next level. Rob leads Hughes Integrated, a full-service marketing agency dedicated to helping small and mid-sized businesses clarify their message to grow online. Rob and his wife, Heather, live in Grand Rapids, Michigan with their two boys and two Labradoodles. And Rob has successfully implemented Profit First, 
and actually is a client of one of my most favorite Profit First professional peeps, Dan Dogs of Every Single Bean Accounting. So that's kind of how we met is that introduction through Rob, uh, excuse me, through, we met Rob through Dan Dogs of Every Single Bean. So (laughs) welcome to the podcast, Rob. Well, Danielle, it's an honor to be with you and to join your podcast. I am a huge fan, as you know, of Profit First. And so it's an honor to have uh, the opportunity to share my story. So tell us, how did you initially hear about Profit First? Well, I mean, here's the deal. At the end of the day, any small business owner wants to grow their business. And so, of course, I did as well. Um, But the challenge that I came across is that at different levels, things became more and more complex. The decisions I had to make if I was going to hire staff or bring on new contractors or, you know, whatever the case was, um, I was making more complicated decisions. Um, And for me, before implementing Profit First, probably like many of your listeners, if they haven't fully, uh, you know, converted into the Profit First methodology yet, um, I was managing a business and operating cash flow out of one bank account, kind of like one virtual pile of money. Um, and making decisions based on how I felt intuitively. And as these decisions became more and more complicated, and and ultimately my business risk began increasing as I was hiring people and committing to payroll and W-2, um, what I found was anxiety and fear and kind of this lack mentality creeping up behind me of, will I have enough? Is this right? You know, Can I do it? Um, and so that's kind of I was primed and ready <laughs> for the Profit First conversation. Uh, and then I met Dan Dogs, uh, who introduced me. As a matter of fact, Dan engaged our agency as a client, um, h- uh, helping him build an online website sales funnel using the Story Brand framework. And of course, my first step was to say, what in the heck is Profit First? So I grabbed the book and I read it. And it was one of those books, Danielle, I sat down and I think I devoured it in over a weekend. Uh, I just couldn't put it down because it was singing my song. The anxieties and fears that I faced as a small business owner, it was like it was written for me. Uh, and so for me, that was the genesis moment, so to speak, where the light bulb went on. I said, I got to go all in with this profit first. So you read the book and you yeah. had heard about it actually from one of your clients who is yeah. a profit first professional. So yeah. how, how, like, what were the next steps did you take? Did you start implementing it on your own? Like, when did you get your butt to the bank? <laughs> so um, I'm a Enneagram type three, which any of you who have studied that know that's the achiever, the go get it done type A mindset. So I think within that week, I drove over to the bank uh, and I tried to convince the teller uh, to also read Profit First. I said, have you heard of this? <laughs> no, I hadn't heard. So I'm like, you got to check this book out. Of course, I'm like the Profit First evangelist now at my financial institution. And over the counter, I set up the Profit First accounts. The book says that's one of the most tedious things that business owners avoid. And I just said, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and get it done. And you know what I found? It was about a five-minute conversation with that teller, and then it was done. At our bank, at our institution, they could set up sub-savings accounts. And so we set up OPEX for operating expense. Uh, We set up um, tax account, uh, owner's comp, and most importantly, of course, profit account. We set all these basic accounts up, and um, at least I had the containers then. Uh, And then I did begin kind of fumbling around doing the transfers myself, but then ultimately uh, we've got uh, an an internal person that uh, focuses on uh, financial uh, cash flow, and so partnering with our inside team. 
we were able to put a system in place where now the two payroll weeks for us, it's not the 10th to the 25th. It's the payroll Mondays that we run payroll. That's when we process our profit first distributions. And that system has worked out beautifully so far. And so how long have you been doing Profit First as your cash management system? Yep. We are over a year into Profit First at this point. Um, And I'll tell you, tax season, I'm not talking quarterlies, I'm talking end of the year tax season, was always a looming day for me of saying, oh my goodness, a judgment day. What size of a check do I got to send to the IRS and to the state? Um, And last year, we were about six months into Profit First, uh, managing based on Profit First. We walked into the end of year tax uh, season uh, with our held, heads held high. We had adequate money set aside in our tax account. Um, I knew exactly that we'd be able to you know, care for any kind of a tax liability or bill that we'd have in terms of uh, IRS and state taxes. And so we actually experienced the benefit of Profit First this last tax year. In fact, we had a surplus that came out of that, which as the owner is a blessing to have. So we're managing our, our cash flow in a smarter way now. Um, and that surplus, that surplus is really up to you as an owner to decide what you want to do with it. Uh, and we experienced that. So we're just over a year and we've already seen the fruit from it big time. And you have taken a profit distribution for sure. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. have celebrated with that profit distribution. So uh, why don't you tell us about what you did with one of your profit <laughs> distributions? Well, you know, I'm a passionate person, Danielle. Um, and so I don't do anything small. <laughs> so we were so excited uh, to have a surplus at the end of last year's um, you know, fiscal year and after paying taxes that uh, we actually threw a party. This was prior to the pandemic, uh, but we actually threw a celebration and invited 100 of our closest friends um, to a dance party. We actually hired a DJ, booked the top of a restaurant uh, pub in our area, and just celebrated with a, uh, you know, a celebration, a dance party, kind of like a jubilee. Uh, we didn't say that it was because of the profitable year. We didn't say any of that. We really just threw it as an act of generosity to the community and just to have fun. But I'm telling you what, um, you know, this is now, as we record this, we're you know, about nine months or so after uh, having this taken place. And I still have conversations with folks that I bump into in the community that just reflect on how much fun and how much fulfillment they felt uh, from that dance party that we had so, you know, earlier this year. So we did. We threw that. Other ways that we've used and, and um, celebrated the gain that we've been able to generate and keep as a result of Profit First. Um, I've given bonuses to team members, even in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, we've actually hired two FTEs into our organization during the pandemic as well. You see, the difference, pivotal difference that we're experiencing, I'm no longer managing resources, Danielle, from one pile of money based on how I feel in the moment. Now we've got several smaller plates that we're eating dinner on, if that makes sense. We're, we're kind of a portion control. And so when I make strategic choices to invest in my business, I can confidently say it does not impact some of the other strategic choices that we made in terms of the profitability, my owner's comp. I don't have to worry if I'm going to have you know, revenue to support my family because that's well cared for. So when I spend operating expense or payroll money, I know that it's off of that smaller plate and I can rest easy knowing that, uh, that, you know, that you know, all things are going to be working in the machine of our business. So it's just really equipped me with more handlebars to make wiser, more informed decisions. And thus, I think we're a better business as a result of it. So 
did you work with uh, Dan and every single bean on creating your own specific target allocation percentages? Or are you targeting the target allocation percentages straight from the book based off of your real revenue? Both and both and so Dan and every single bean has been a tremendous resource for us throughout the entire profit first journey. Um, And if you picture it, if you've never implemented, if you're listening to this, you've never implemented profit first before, picture anything you've done for the very first time. You could probably pick up a DIY book or watch a YouTube video and fumble your way through it and not even realize some of the costs that you incur or not even realize some of the mistakes that you'll make along the way until you make them. So there's the pain of regret that you can kind of go through. Or you could invest in a profit first professional like Dan Dogs from Every Single Bean. And he can fast track your way. So having him as a sounding board fast tracked our way through implementing profit first. I think it really accelerated us to experience the gain and the benefit of profit first by having a certified profit first professional there by our side. If questions could pop up, we knew we had somebody we could go to that we could trust to give us wise counsel. So I would say, you know, Dan, every single bean and of the profit first professional community Definitely, uh, I would endorse as the guide uh, to help you small business owners accelerate the benefit of this program. And so with hitting your target allocation percentages, are you there yet or are you still making the incremental adjustments at each quarter? Yeah, we're at an interesting, we're at a next stage of our business right now where we're really trying to amp up our payroll um, you know, account. And we're really trying to amp up to scale our business. I In fact, just last week, we had a strategic planning session. The conversation in our team right now, Danielle, is we are building 2021's container, which is next year. We're building next year's container today. And so strategically, by design, we are over-allocating to our payroll. We're over-allocating to operating expense in order to create the infrastructure that we really feel our company growing toward. It's an intentional decision, though. And I know exactly what the implications are from that of all other budget categories that we set up. So we are at a season of investing in the business rather than harvesting all of the fruit from it. But in the midst of that, all business owners go through this season. In the midst of that, I still know with certainty that for us, 5% gross revenue is going to go into my profit account. And I still know that my percentage for my owner's comp, I'm still going to get that. So I don't have to worry of, is my family going to be able to eat and afford some of the things that are a part of our lifestyle? So we can both invest in the business and I can live in my preferred kind of um, you know revenue for ourselves personally. So you can have both and it doesn't have to compromise one or the other. And Profit First helped us be able to do that. So quick question, mm-hmm. do you guys allocate everything into OPEX or do you have a separate payroll account that you also allocate to? For us at this stage, operating expense is part of the payroll. So we run payroll from our OPEX checking account. Correct. So all in one at this point. And so just to clarify for the audience, when you say that you over allocate, the idea is, is that you are building the reserves in your operating expense account so that you are in the rhythm of what you need to allocate to cover your expenses of future employees. So by having this money build in that account, you will know when you can pull the trigger to hire that new employee. Is that a fair? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, say you have two paid for cars and you're considering buying a brand new one. 
Start paying yourself the car payment now to see if it's something you can cash flow. Same thing that's taking place right now in our business in terms of payroll and expense. You got it. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but um, in our business, we, we, before we hire a new employee, we've allocated and gotten into the rhythm of allocating um, four months of that individual salary um, into the payroll account. So we're just building this, this extra padding in our payroll account. So we've subdivided our OPEX and payroll accounts into two different accounts. Um, you know, Mike, Mike, I think used to do like a year in advance. I think he's down now to, to six months of, of having that reserve in there and such. So you definitely want to get a little bit ahead um, in terms of building that padding and, and, and over allocating. You don't have to spend all the money that's in the account during allocations. Um, <laughs> You know, it's good. It's good if you just keep a little, keep keep money in there, keep it growing, keep it building, and then that also tells you, um, hey, you know, after you've reached your target allocation percentages and you are building up, you know, more padding and such, that's also a good a good point for you to say, okay, well, you know, I don't necessarily need to keep building this padding in my tax account. Um, you know, I need to adjust that allocation percentage to tax and then reallocate what I took tax down by, let's say, 3% and reallocate that to another account, hopefully profit. Um, But uh, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your profit first journey with us. If people want to reach out to you. I mean, I'm StoryBrand. Okay, I'm a huge fan of StoryBrand. And uh, it is just this I like formulas. I like proven processes and systems. So um, StoryBrand really helps hone and a, and a StoryBrand guide is, is invaluable in helping you get StoryBrand right. So where can people get in touch with you to learn more about StoryBrand? Well, I appreciate that, Danielle. And of course, I think you and I both have such a common core mission to see small businesses and small business owners accelerate growth. And so our agency exists to help them do that using the StoryBrand method. Um, HughesIntegrated.com, H-U-G-H-E-S, Integrated.com. We've got a lot of free tools that are on our website that could be a resource to small business owners that may be tuning in as well. But that is a great place to fill out a contact form and one of our team members can reach out or I can personally uh, coordinate a call with you as well. So again, HughesIntegrated.com is the best way to get in touch with us. And we will have that link in our show notes. And if you would like to uh, check out uh, Rob's work with Every Single Bean, then go to everysinglebean.com and check out Dan Dog's website as a Profit First professional. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your Profit First Nation inspiration, Rob. Thanks for the work you do as well, Danielle. Honored to serve your community in this way. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here on Profit First Nation. We appreciate the opportunity to serve you as you continue down your Profit First journey of transformation. Don't forget, you can get full transcripts of each episode as well as access episode resources, including this week's resources, the allocation calculator and video by visiting ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources. Additionally, if you would like to work with a certified Profit First professional like Rob Hughes does with Dan Dogs at Every Single Bean, 
then you can also connect with a Profit First professional on our website, ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact. And because it is worth repeating from page 48 of Profit First until you have successfully completed all 12 steps of your implementation, trust the process. This works, but it's unfamiliar. So you will resist. Commit to it for now, relinquishing your resistance and comfort in doing what you did in the past. First, trust the process, then prove it to yourself. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. All right, my friend, I need a big favor from you. It's something that will serve us, Danielle and me in a big way. And I believe we'll come back and serve you too. Would you do a review? I'm asking for an honest review on your podcast or wherever you listen. Whatever you feel the rating that we deserve, we deserve it. And please give it to us. But we want your rating and your written feedback. Do you recommend the show? What do you love about it? What can we improve? We want to hear it from you. It is the greatest way for the word to get out, to drive profitability in other people's businesses too. Would you please support us? We'd appreciate it. Thanks. Profit First Nation's website, social media accounts, and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.